Hi there. I'm Michael Hall. And I'm Andy Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Dead Vantage. The spooky Dead Vantage. That's right. The spooky Dead Vantage. The D&D show where old school dads talk about new school play. That's right. With a few, maybe, oh, Andy, do we have a spooky dad joke? Oh, do we have a spooky dad joke? All right, we got oh a spooky gosh. dad joke. Give now. me, give me a hot second here. Oh, oh well, don't, don't, don't. You want to keep have... it off with a dad joke, or you want to finish with a dad joke? I think we'll have a spooky dad joke. I don't have a spooky dad joke right at the my okay. Well, we, right you've now. got you've got the length of an episode. Oh yeah, to figure this out. Perfect. Figure it out. Um, awesome. All right, people. This is going to be a great episode for us for a couple of reasons. Number one is that I think when we launch this, we mentioned this last time. Once we launch this, we'll have hit ten thousand downloads. We broke into the top 40 on Apple Podcast a couple of times this month. So that's pretty cool. We're, we'll, we'll, I think we'll be over a thousand followers on Twitter. So thank you for following on Twitter. Uh, just some really cool stuff. And and it's Halloween. <laughs> so we're, we're going to do a spooky character face, character build face off between me and Andy. Just a reminder on how we do face offs. Andy and I pick a trope and then we build characters and we compare the characters and we assign a winner based on absolutely zero legitimate criteria <laughs> that's right completely <laughs> arbitrary say, you're the winner so sort of like do you think you won do you think i won <laughs> and then we um, figured out there are, we're all winners andy that's uh, right we're all winners everyone if you play this game you're a winner you are a winner so that's really how we're going to do it and it, it's there's three rounds we do like a describe the character then we go in a little bit more depth to the mechanics and the build and stuff like that. And then f- we finish up with that convince me, save something good for the end to That's convince right. your to throw it over the top and win. But it's, you know, it's loose. We're just mostly going to have fun, <laughs> particularly with a Halloween spooky. That's note. right. Particularly with a Halloween. I, the, no, none of you would know. None of our listeners would know. Uh, Halloween's a huge deal in my house. I have spent the last 15 years standing in front of my house with a air cannon shooting candy at children. Yeah, I love Halloween. Andy, you're next level. I am, at least with that, I am next level. Nothing better than watching candy bounce off a kid's head. Well, and and I live (laughs) in, live for many, many years in San Francisco. San Francisco takes its Halloween Halloween very, very seriously Mm -hmm. as well, kids and adults. So it fits with our general vibe, I think, as a holiday. All right. Well, first... Do you want to just go through the Twitters and the and the the Facebook? Yeah. So and if, you, the socials? If, if you are interested in following us in other spheres, you can find us on Twitters on the Birds at, on the Bird Network as the at the underscore Dadvantage, and you can also find us on Facebook. We're a little maybe slightly less active there, but we are also on Facebook as the Dadvantage Podcast. So if you search. That you should be able to find us. Yeah, we'd right. love to hear from you. Uh, we do. We love. We love. Some people... Speaking of engagement, we have. Yeah. We would like to dedicate this episode to Connor and Ben, whose dad at Restless Night reached out to tell us yeah. that his kids were really into the show, and yeah. we're especially excited to hear jokes. about you guys, especially yeah. the dad jokes. Yeah, so Connor and Ben, we'll give a special double call out to y'all yeah, we'll when, when we hit the dad joke. At the end of the episode. At the end of the episode. Okay, I, I mean, I got, I've got a good one here. Well, let's let's you know. to the how, end. how do the wizards, how does, how does the wizard catch a whole school of fish? I don't know, Andy. How do they? With uh, spell bookworms. Nice. Spell bookworms. <laughs> Doing my best. Doing my best. Spell oh, that, bookworms. That's okay. It was like yeah, kind of a reach. Yeah, 
I, I, okay. I like the whole. I like the little sort of pun going yeah, on there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta set. We you know. Let's do a second one. Let's do. Let's go crazy and do. You wanna do do another one right now? No, no. At the end, let's we'll do another one at the end. Of course, we'll do another one at the end. Okay, right on. All right, people. Here we go with character build spooky. And how do we start off character build face off, Sandy? Let's roll some initiative. Oh dear. I'm starting strong, Michael. Well, you go first because dose. Oh, what? <laughs> roll off. Roll oh off. Oh my god. As well. As as they say on critical role rollies. Rollies. All right. Okay. Not a lot better for me. Not a lot better for me. I'm a nine. A seven. Oh. Thank God we're not actually playing, guys. Because if we were rolling this Terrible. this cold while we were actually playing. Both Michael and I would be shaking in our boots, right? Um, or somebody would be dead already. So that's yeah, okay. so or someone would be dead already. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like going. Okay, I rolled really low on initiative, and now my first attack roll. I've waited all this time. I rolled, and you missed. You just like <laughs> talk about deflating. <laughs> all right, well, Sandy, you get okay. to go first. Why don't you? I get to go first. Bring us into Spooky Town. Hang on, let me find my notes. Okay, Michael. It's a late evening at the Thirsty Cougar, a dark night, we'll say like just the sliver of a moon, stars everywhere. Only old Rex, a tabaxi miner, is still drinking. Most of the others are passed out or just chatting in the corners. It's the witching hour. Suddenly, from outside, they hear a voice calling. And slowly, one by one, they rise and leave the bar to see a dark figure. Astride a horse, holding a flaming sword in one hand and a whip in the other. His head is covered in a dark helm with glowing red eyes, and he speaks in a low and raspy voice. I seek the head of my family. Tell me what you know or feel my wrath. Meet Hakabo Dulakan. Nice. Right on. Oh my god, I love it. Well, he's about Ooh. yeah, he's about six foot tall, powerfully built tiefling with dark skin and flaming red hair, who wears a dark billowing cloak and round helm with eyes that glow like fire. He rides a powerful black horse, and his preferred weapons are a whip and or longsword, and he wears a bandolier with six round glass vials containing alchemist doom, which is like Alchemist Fire, but it just goes off automatically. You don't have to right set on to it first. That. I'm digging it. <laughs> I do not want to meet this guy. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. At any He's, point in time, little at any dark point alley. in time. So yeah, so uh, yeah, he is. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to get into the mechanics of okay, him, but basically yeah, we'll, we'll his his it. yeah his 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 story is he is the second son of a noble family, and years ago, his father, the head of the family, was kidnapped and possibly killed. His older brother has taken over running the family, but Ika is out searching for his father or his father's corpse uh, to bring him back to his final resting place. And every night when he sleeps, he's haunted by the possibilities that it was his actions a decade ago that caused his father to, to be lost. And uh, yeah, he's he just he dreams of his father being dead, being tor- still alive, but tortured, all these sorts of things all the time. He is a a haunted, haunted soul. He will do anything to recover his father. Oh my god, I like it. That's good. That'd be a fun character to play already. I'm I'm interested in this more <laughs> about more hearing more about this. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to not say Ichabod, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it's all, I can't help but do these things with some sort of pun built in there, right? Of course. Naming is sometimes half the fun. But exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's Ikebo Dulacan. Yeah. Ikebo Dulacan. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Ichabod, do, 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 what is it? The, um, yeah. Dulacan is the, is basically the myth, myth of the, the, the myth of the, the headless right. demonic fairy right. and yes. so it's yeah it. it's so it's just pulling it's that very in the last clear day. the name bring brought it all home for me Perfect. yeah yeah <laughs> all right are you ready we also amazingly enough the fishy cougar is getting a lot of action on this spooky spooky yeah. night yeah. we start our story the new bartender at the thirsty cougar goody fairweather explaining the situation to the sheriff Honestly, officer, the bar fight started easily enough. Someone was hiding a card or maybe a jostled need. It was getting all a hand until somebody crashed into that strange fellow in the corner. At first, he just moaned. But what gave everybody pause was his arm falling off. The fight stopped outright, however, when his doll got involved. Actually, now that I think about it, the zombie was the real marionette. <laughs> You have just met Francis Kukla Oliver, Oathbreak. Time is forgotten when Francis walked the world as a human. Back then, she was the best of us, a paladin of the highest devotion. The loss of her family broke that bond. She made a dark deal with a fey lord in order to enact poisonous revenge on her enemies. From that point on, she was Oathbreaker, bound soul and body to a strange new life. At first, you might not be too alarmed. Standing just shy of three feet, you might mistake her for a small child or a peasant halfling. Then you get a better look. The hint of armor underneath the cloak, the unnatural glint of her skin. Once she turns to face you, that's when it all comes home. This is a demon in doll form. This is your worst nightmare. Come to life. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the name of Chucky's bride? It's like Chucky's bride oh, as, a, know, as a oathbreaker is... pound. <laughs> As you look at her, she's just a, she's a, as a, looks like a, maybe a little red riding hood marionette, but with armor underneath carrying yeah. an extremely large mallet that she drags behind her. Maybe the hint of strings, marionette strings recently cut coming off her yeah. trailing around her body. Oh, I, think I think, you know, I'll, since we usually go straight from the second person into the yeah. sort of more of the description, very clearly she is an oathbreaker paladin and she has been bound body and soul because of her poisonous deed to this marionette and she search she's been searching for a way to restore her oaths her her whole goal in life is to get back she regrets she, having broken the oaths and wants to redeem herself she's trying to redeem herself but she has some limitations in that front because she's a doll so is she actually a doll? So you she is her, actually so a doll. Yeah, but Andy, what's really interesting on the build, I've I've built her as an auto gnome. So I've taken the auto gnome, and so she's yeah. a construct, but she's basically a marionette that walks around. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> stoked. That's, like, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty really different. So she's she's got this giant mall that she walks around with. She's some of the cool things that I'm going to point out that are really cool about Oathbreakers that make her really interesting. Is she can control undead, so she can then so she. It's we don't call it control undead with Francis. We call it create marionette and so she takes control of undead creatures and turns them into her very own marionettes, marionettes. 
and she has this dreadful aspect. So when she looks at you, like back to even your characters, your eyes glow red, and yeah. she creates fear everywhere she goes with that nice. and her wrathful smites. So she's creating fear every which way. What what really stands out for Frances is her ability is how she broke her oath in the first place, which was, was by poisoning her enemies. So she's a poisoner. She she's able to imbue she's able to imbue her weapon with the poison of the dark souls that she's captured in her quest to restore <laughs> devotion. So that when she smacks people with her mallet, uh, the 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 dust of their death envelops her enemies in poisonous gas. What sort of paladin was she before she broke paladin her of oath? devotion? Is how I saw oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. And then she yeah. and then she broke her oath and, and became by racking vengeance on her, the people that killed Got her family, it. and now is searching forever a way <clears throat> to restore her body out, out, away from this this I do like the commonality of both I mean, it's not unusual for DD characters to be searching for something. Searching but I like for something. Yeah, but yeah, that. Some, a few other key things around her descriptions. I've I've built her. Uh, you know, she's got the spread, fourteen strength, nineteen con, sixteen charisma. So I want her to be able to intimidate people. She's got this poisoner feet. Uh, she's also given her the crusher feet. She's got this mallet, so <laughs> she's mallet. able to crush people with it, which allows her to yeah. push people around and then. Um, when she hits a critical, oh she God. she they attack rolls against that creature are with are with at advantage. You can imagine her 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 divine smite is really when her mallet crushes down on top of somebody, it sort of seeps portion of their soul out of them. Um, you can just see like a miasma of like right, smoke exactly. and stuff coming up. That's and, like, and so all of her smites are flavored that way. I particularly yeah. see her using wrathful smite a lot, which is also a fear based. So lots of fear based elements. Uh, she's got mm-hmm. a really high intimidation, and then again, this poisonous gas that she's able to to envelop her her enemies in to deal extra damage. A few other key elements, of course. There's a lot of other cool things with the 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 oathbreaker paladin. Oh, uh, certainly, you know, we build to eighth level. So one of the cool yeah. things that an oath babe. Well, okay, actually, first of all, as an auto gnome, she's built for success. Right. So she gets to add a D4 to attack ability and saving throw checks three times per long rest. So she's able to hit a lot, right? And do a lot of damage. So she's able to do that really, really well. And I see she's because she's a paladin and because an autonome is also a healing bot. Her she the 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 souls she reaps, she's able to turn into healing power for her friends. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and then, Does she have friends? Uh, well, she, I mean, if she's going to be in a party. She's going to have yeah. friends. She's not exactly the most well-liked, but she is very charismatic. It's mostly just scares the crap out of people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, she's with us. What do we do? Well, we can't she's leave listening. in the middle of that. She's, she's with us. Like, yeah, she's listening. Just... <laughs> you're sitting around the campsite trying to decide, and you think she's out at watch, and all of a sudden this, like, doll head is, like, popped up over your shoulder. What right. you talking about? What yeah, exactly. About? What's going on, guys? Uh, <laughs> so, the, and as with all paladins, she has the aura of protection, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, if they're pretty right. close within ten feet, they get the plus three on saving throws. But what I love about those breaker Andy is she also has an aura of hate, so she can grant herself or any fiends or dead within ten feet a plus three to weapon and melee damage. Uh, so, uh, so she can, if she has her zombie with her, she then has her, her marionette zombie, zombie with her, yeah. or maybe she gets a ghoul or a white. Yeah. She can do up to. She can 
it's a it's a it's a DC saving throw 14, which is no joke. Yeah. Wisdom saving throw 14 for up to eighth level. So she can she can control for 24 right. hours up to a CR level eight undead creature. Wow. That is no joke. No joke. Like the, so yeah. the, the serious wow. the doll controlling the doll, man. <laughs> I like it. It's an I like it. It's pretty. It's pretty creepy. It's very creative. It's very creative. I'll pause there because I've got some great convincing. (laughs) Well, any other minor thing here? She's a healing machine. Even though she's a a a construct, she can still receive healing spells. So that's kind of cool. I don't know. She's she's got proficiency. She's a poisoner. So she's so one thing about poisoner. I should just describe poisoner for a second, just because not many people use it. You ignore resistance to poison damage. And you can apply this poison to a weapon or piece of ammunition as a bonus action rather than a full action. Mm-hmm. And you gain proficiency with the, the poisoner's kit. But the 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 cool thing about the poison is I think it's a 2d8 additional wow. damage. So her uh, if you fail the saving throw, it's right. a, and it's a saving throw, I think, of 14. I didn't double check this. But she can get, create multiple do- doses of this poison that lasts for an hour. And so she can, so she's going to be one of those sort of. If she's set up and prepared. Right. Like Nova well. damage, right? Like it's like yeah. or whatever, whatever some mid-maxers call it. Like the ability yeah. to deliver really big hits with her stacking right. divine smite poison. This And and she's a great weapon master, Andy. So she can't, <laughs> if she can, she can re-roll any ones or twos with her, nice. her mallet. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, let me, I'll, let me get into sort of the details of. Ikabo Dulahan. So he is multi-classed. So he is a sixth level cavalier fighter, nice. as one would expect with the mounted combatant feet. And then he's also a second level rogue. Nice. So the second level rogue gives you sneak attack. It gives you, I also get, I get two attacks per turn, plus at least one of those would have sneak attack on top of it. I get, I believe it's part of the Cavalier. I get unwavering mark when I hit someone with a melee attack. I mark them until the end of my next turn, and they basically have disadvantage on any attack rolls that don't target me. So I can, it's really like he's set up as like the focus of within a party, he would be pretty tanky. His fighting style is a superior technique. I took a repost as my Battlemaster technique again, just to, I see him as this solo kind of guy who is on this quest and if he ends up with a party it's because it's a connection of convenience in a lot of ways as a cavalier he i get advantage on saving throws but to be knocked off my horse which is all good and then as rogue i've got sneak attack i've got cunning action and that's really the big thing is right it's like now on the horse like i can ride in attack someone and then bonus action disengage and ride away and just keep moving in and around. Plus I get dash as a bonus action. So if you think of the headless horseman and the chase through the, through the woods, like it is in theory, like I can run people down from a long way away. Nice. <laughs> I'm digging that. Yeah. yeah that's just, just, it's classic. Yeah. Halloween spooky. Yeah. That's where right. I was going for it. Just yeah. Great. Yeah. So then with the, so he's carrying a, for flavor as much as anything, he's got a flaming long sword. As a as a tiefling, he has he can cast darkness, he has hellish rebuke, he has thaumaturgy. So there's a lot of kind of like big heavy. Oh, he's got 
bonuses to intimidation in his proficiency and all that. So his career, so stat wise, he has a 19 in strength. He's got a 14 in dex. He's got a 15 in constitution. He's got an 11 in intelligence. Not so wise. That was kind of my dump stat. He's got an eight in wisdom. I figure mm. a guy like this is he's on a basically a quest for vengeance against people right. he doesn't know exist. And then his charisma is a 13. I just really wanted him to be this sort of like fire and darkness kind of themed mm. guy. In okay, the past, yeah. I've picked like paladins and done some other stuff. So I wanted to do something that was more classically. I like that you multi-class, like, Andy. That was yeah. it, 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 you 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 sort of took from our last episode and said. <laughs> I'm no longer going to straight class. Yeah, I'm just not going to straight class. I think I've multi-classed in the past, maybe with when we were doing we our did. anti-hero. We've been pretty straight class on all of our builds up until last yeah, week, last yeah, maybe. weeks ago when we yeah. did our... But t- for me, it's like, I just like him as this. I just think he's yeah. the, 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 in my mind's eye in the long run, like somehow he gets control of a nightmare and he's like riding a nightmare and he's got the full big billowing cloak with the fire and all the rest of it. And it's just fire and brimstone. It's, he's a a spirit of vengeance. Amazing. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really, really digging it. Yeah. Let's do a word stand right now. We sort of cruise yeah. through that. We've gotten, we've gotten really fast at these. But what, <laughs> what, I think we just know where we're going. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Give me a sense of where, where do you, where are you sitting in terms of feeling about these two? The um, Han and the doll. The Han and the doll. The Han and the doll. Like a um, 1980s TV show. <laughs> what I so what I like about Ikebo is that he's not heavily magical, right? I, I do like the fact that he feels like he is a a, a living mm. a living being consumed by vengeance, but not necessarily to the point of making a pact with something, although right. he might be I willing like to do that, right? Like I, I I like that this is coming from his heritage as a tiefling and his 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 he's he's grinding it out. So there's something about that that really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. And I think the aesthetics of him I think are awesome. Yeah, I like the yeah. the idea of like essentially like a pumpkin shaped helm right that that is a dread helm that he can take off and he's got this flaming red hair underneath it and it's just there's a whole like the visual of him i, I love the pun of his name and the tie-in to mm-hmm. sleepy hollow and, and the the legend of ichabod crane and all that stuff i just think that's that's fu- that's funny for me yeah i can as really a, see as a builder and i can really really it's like it it's pretty present for me yeah so. and and I do like, like, there's a, there's a lot in like the Cavalier fighter and also the rogue that are just kind of interesting as a pairing, like that fighter thief pairing is like super powerful and can be like, in terms of combat, like he doesn't have the big hits, but he's consistent. You can see him in a round of combat. He shows up, he could use the whip in one hand where he's like yanking people who are out of reach into reach and then hitting them with the sword. He's got two attacks per round. At least one of those is a sneak attack and he can action surge and bring that up to four attacks in a round. He's got second wind. He's quite, he's pretty beefy in terms mm-hmm. of both. A, he's got an 18 armor class and a, uh, he's got 66 hit points. So he's, he's quite strong. And then you, you couple that with the other stuff, like the bonus action, disengage and those sorts of things you could really see him like moving away from people and out of their reach and then yanking them to him so that he can hit and then stepping away and just continuing that kind of mm-hmm. 
movement around and then being on the horse and all that just makes it even more like, evocative uh, you know what's really interesting to me is that we both built melee characters right? yeah that was yeah. kind of interesting we, we avoided the warlock witchy well, we've done so much of that stuff in the right. the last couple i feel have been like the last couple of face-offs have have really been they're yeah. almost spooky characters. at least yeah. i feel like the stuff i've been doing has been kind of spooky characters and i did look at a bunch of other alternatives i was like oh could i do like a mad scientist mm -hmm. artificer along the same veins that you were that you've created where there's somebody who is like re raising or controlling undead and i was like eh, i don't I, know i i really you debated know? death domain cleric for for francis but i i just i was like nah. once i once i latched onto the fe feature of the what is it called the wrathful visage that the, the, the yes. fact it's, like it's a, the it's the so a, a dreadful great, aspect a, yeah as an action each creature of your choice that can see you within 30 feet each creature that can see you must make a wisdom dc 14 saving throw or be frightened of you yeah just once i got there i was like oh yeah that's pretty spooky yeah this is this is this is what this is what takes this doll from yeah creepy to 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 <laughs> Um, and then the added bonus of being able to control undead. It's like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I get to have this is a marionette that's controlling the, the, like, the, oh. the thing that's puppeteering. It's got so a top perfect. hat that she just puts on whichever one she happens to be Whatever controlling it at is, the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Strings, like maybe they're like little spectral strings, so it looks like it's a marionette. Yeah, that's um, awesome. All right, I mean, I, cool. I think this is kind of even. I I, I love yeah. the classic nature of yours. Uh, yeah. by quite a bit i think the classic was, nature is really really strong yeah and i i when we started talking about this as a theme initially i was like, oh well what sort of thing thing could it be and i started thinking about like classic movie monsters and stuff like that whether mm -hmm. it's like a werewolf or it's like the werewolf or is it the the monster from frankenstein or, I, or I, even went, like, I had a build for the monster using a con using a warforged i have a i have a build that here for gill who is the creature from the black lagoon who's like oh, a triton we, we were triton so barbarian same, yeah we were in the same pocket man yeah. we were really uh we were still we were both i'm glad we didn't end up in the same thing we could yeah have yeah, yeah ended exactly. up with the same thing well and, and that's where i was at i was like, well i'm like i was okay with all of them but they felt very there wasn't that much there was no there there and then as more as i started to think about other stuff i was like i really love the sort of the menace Mm -hmm. of the sleepy the hollow menace. stories yeah. and like the, the fact and that's what it's all about like the spooky is not about the the jump scare it's about that sort of like creeping presence of this thing just to me that's the the dread that I, comes into I, sleepy hollow is like the fun part I, i'd say we're even at this point because i love i love that I, as a kid i was really terrified by that story yeah every yeah. time i saw it every time i heard it it was like no escape right it's yeah. this thing that's it's, just you're it's just gonna keep coming you're, and you're just you're and it's, and it's like, chasing yeah. you through the woods yeah it's like it's just... the 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 creepy doll i i <laughs> which ran, i love by the way i ran <laughs> i ran both ideas that i had by my daughter and my wife and at, at both times they were like the doll the doll is too creepy <laughs> i'm like okay i think the it's doll. very funny i thought about i thought about trying to do something like that but i was like more in the vein of like oh i'll build it out as like a warforged Mm -hmm. or something like that but i just couldn't get to a build that i felt i have done paladins in this podcast right. before and i just didn't want to go back into the paladin yeah. or the warlock yeah. thing and so i was just trying to come up with something yeah you yeah. well you inspired me the other day when we did the assassin and that's how i got to poisoner because i was like yeah 
because I'd given autonomes just get a lot of skills and tools. Yeah. And so I got into poisoner's kit that way. And then, well, let's talk. So let's start. Let's do, yeah. let's do a convince me round. And then yeah. I'll do a couple convincing and, and then yeah. we'll see, if, see if we can make a choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we, I don't think in this one, it's in spooky, everybody <clears> wins, but let's see if we can get to a final round. A couple of things that are really unique. And I think throw Francis over the top and I'll, I'll just, we don't talk a lot about this, but I think in our last bill, we, we talked about the power of not just the attacks and the big things, but what are all the small right. things that make a character really great because Francis is a doll. Um, and because they broke their oath by using poison to kill people, they have poisoner's kit, which is how they got to poisoner. Yeah. They also have thieves tool and alchemist supplies and a disguise kit so they can look a little less, a little less, a little less <laughs> creepy. Uh, I think that those are all like really good yeah. flavor elements that sit around. Like having four sets of tools is pretty damn cool. And then that again, that ability to add plus four to either attacks or to some of these saving yeah. throws or ability checks that could be really, really nice. I use the witch light hand as their as their background because I feel like that's how they came across this Fey Lord was like at the at, at like a car witch light carnival. Yeah. And yeah. that sort of that then that yeah. became the doll and the everything yeah. which came through in this sort of becoming so they 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 have through that. Um they got that's how they got thieves kit or thieves tools. That's also why they got proficient in performance. So again, right. all these sort of things and sleight of hand, but just a bunch of, like they're 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 tricksy a little bit, but then they're also this they're a paladin, so they smack pretty yeah, hard. Yeah. The key things that I love about about the way Francis smacks hard, it's not the best spell, but flavor wise, I absolutely love it. She she can cast Crown of Madness. So so again, <laughs> I think about this spell. as like as it, it would it would appear from her as like she um the the marionettes uh tools sprout above and attached so a creature within you range of you must succeed a wisdom saving throw again 14 which is pretty good that's why i gave her good charisma right. um but the charmed target must use its action moving each of us to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose all of these spells all these things she, she can do are all fear or control so she's turning yeah. other people into her marionettes <laughs> which i uh, just I, I would love to do this i'm really like okay, oh my god every time i create one of these characters i'm like i've got to play them, this gonna so out to play them. But that's one of the the most interesting spells that i gave her but the other one that i, I think you'll appreciate this one because this sort of aligns with the Dulahan. as as all good paladins she can find steed she, she can summon I, I i envision this as sort of it would basically be a, a mastiff, but it, pony no a mastiff <laughs> but it would look a little bit like a hellhound right oh nice so nice, like she'd nice, be riding yeah. you can imagine this doll riding the hound a of the hellhound she's like with, yeah with a zombie trailing <laughs> behind her or maybe she has a skeleton horse or some war horse yeah, or yeah, something yeah, can, yeah just really good stuff and then again some of the really cool sort of things that you get the oathbreaker hellish rebu rebuke which is basically when somebody hits you, you can use yep. your reaction to attack them back. 3D10, which is yeah. pretty massive hellish rebuke. Um, and, and of course, I've given her compel duel so she can force people to fight her. Yeah. Wrathful smite, which I mentioned. Searing smite, so the sort of fiery smite. And then protection from good, evil and good. And inflict yeah. wounds at 3D10. So there's just a lot. Like I, I really envision her like she's she's caught in this world where she's, imbued with sort of darkness and and 
and and she's maybe got anger issues, super, right? I mean, but then she's trying to figure out a way to get back to her oath of devotion. So that's why she would fit into a party. She's not just. It's a so funny mom. too because like the really the way to get back to being an oath of devotion is to give up all the powers that you get as an oath breaker. Exactly. Right. She you know, like she hasn't that's quite you, yet, Yeah. Right? So you have to like, is that a, oh, I just need to get enough to a place where I'm comfortable. I don't have enemies. And so I can withdraw from this power and, and devote myself. So that part of it is kind of, I see her as centuries old too. Yeah. So I see her as like, she's lost track of her humanity a little bit yeah. because she's, this happened to her so long ago. And she's never quite figured out. She's still a poisoner, right? She's got alchemy supplies. She's got poisoner's right, kit. Right. She's she's on that bubble of she 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 says she wants to do it, but she doesn't really yeah, know. What yeah, that means. yeah, yeah. The, the really idea, yeah, the idea of this like fully, <clears throat> she would be a super interesting character to play. I think she'd also be pretty difficult from a role play perspective, mm-hmm. just in terms of like the. Oh, absolutely. From a, I think like, any you would always yeah, be a little bit hard to play. A little bit, in, bit in, hard to play. Yeah. Cause I, it's I, I, you're trying to like, how do you get across her spookiness? Cause spooky can very easily fall into, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo levels yeah, of fear, right? Where it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm here behind you in the, so, at the, at the fire. So like there's that, but it's gotta be that, that power that's behind that sort of like porcelain mask i think you see it come out like, when she's oh, that one right yeah, like when the she's fighting where you're like will really yeah. come out when she's fighting yeah. partially because of the things she do and the way she does them yeah i think the pinnacle of spooky awesome to be completely honest and i'm going to give all credit to critical role here we don't talk about critical a lot yeah. but laudna in in the oh, third yeah. season yeah, yeah. it's just the the particularly the way the the group um, now, granted, this is not something that would probably happen at your table, but because they, they're performing, they can do this kind of stuff. Well, so when she does the sort of speaking in your mind stuff and they all repeat all the creepy words, seven of them or eight of them so like saying the same word in, in yeah. echo, like that, that kind of flavor, I can imagine coming across really well with a character like this because she's still a doll and yeah, you, yeah, play yeah, her, you yeah. could play her sort of normal for a while, but then when she gets well, I mean, angry, but how how normal is a three foot tall talking doll i mean it's like nah. super creepy <laughs> creepy super off the freaking though, creepy. Right? I, yeah yeah uh, and yeah, that's why she like has to rely on weird. sort of either the disguise kit or just intimidating the hell out of people because oh, you're walking like, around with a zombie if your zombie marionette <laughs> is carrying you around yeah you kind of stand and he out. smells you're like oh yes i'm i have this lovely walking corpse with me but I, he's controlling me not the other way around right, that so. part of it I, I think that's the twist that i like the best is that she's the doll right everyone that i was when i was thinking about it i was like oh it's the mad scientist controlling the thing but the idea that it's the doll controlling the the mad science it's very twilight zone if you remember there was that one yeah twilight well i zone almost episode. i almost envisioned her that the, the sort of the the doll in twilight zone but then i was like that's a little too cliched so i went with the sort yeah. of like the, the the i saw some some great pictures online of of different types of marionettes and i yeah, saw just like the whole lolita dress and, and like, the porcelain doll yeah, right, it's got like, the same <laughs> what's the name of the what's the young vampire in the interview with the vampire the girl Oh, uh, Kirsten Dunst plays the Kirsten Dunst played her, but that that yeah. it's the same. It's got some of that yes, same sort of vibe of it this. Definitely like, has that vibe. I, I avoided too much of that. Because tra- yeah, I'm, you and I tend not to sort of go into the kid realm, but it has that vibe, right? It's yeah, just kind of trapped in an eternal childhood. That that's which kind is, of it, which is cool, right? So I'll make my my pitch, which is frankly, it's it's just strong in different ways. I think you're. I think Francis hits really hard and has a lot of like 
pretty powerful buffs and stuff like that. But I did, did, wait, actually, before you go there, you you're of an age group where you might actually have caught my naming. Did you catch my naming? Francis, uh, Fra- from... Francis Kukla Oliver, Kukla Fran and Ollie. Kukla. Oh Jesus! <laughs> very old. We're we're portraying our age. Like this is like when we were little, little, little tiny yeah. kids. There, there was a TV show with a a, yeah. a, a woman Kukla and two pa- puppets called Kukla Fran and Ollie. And Ollie. Kukla, Fran That's and right. Ollie. God. <laughs> That was like super deep cut. I know when you <laughs> said really Kukla, there. I was like, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? I don't can't think of that name off the top of my head. Back to Ikubo. I went through a lot of his abilities already, but in general, he's got all that stuff from the fighter that you would expect. Action surge, second wind. I just see him as yeah. somebody who could is gonna be fighting all day. And again, that kind of relentless pursuer. I like, I like, you know, I, which the, is what I think uh, the thing Cavalier, I find spooky about him call, is the second you say horse and, and headless horseman, you kind of have to take Cavalier. Yeah, he's something. But it's actually an underused and really good. I, I actually really like it. it. Yeah. As a, as a, as a, he's got the things like he can essentially, he's got the unwavering mark is essentially a compelled duel mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's not fully a compelled duel, but it does make it so tactically. Anyone you mark is going to have to come at come at you or suffer pretty pretty bad. And then the fact that he can do that, but then keep at distance and keep moving around them between the disengagement rogue and stuff like that, I can see him being very effective both in one on one and otherwise spell wise because of he's a he's a tiefling. He has darkness. He has hellish rebuke. He has same same damage that you have three d ten hellish rebuke. The the pump the which I visually I love the idea of this pumpkin helmed uh, warrior like you hit him and then he just, it just erupts flame from the mouth mm-hmm. and then you know the the fact with the rogue stuff that does it just means that he's going to hit a little harder when he does sneak attack he's only got a one d six sneak attack right now but you can see it kind of building in there but really the reason to do that is to get the disengage and the dash and the hide like he can do all of those things atop his horse and then all of a sudden it becomes this you could i could see the the scene that probably shows him off best is being hunted by him through the forest at every turn you're you're trying to get away and he's just constantly always appearing there. next to you Relentless always behind you always driving you forward of it is really is, really powerful think, yeah, i'm digging and, it yeah. it was interesting that you said the the the, the coming back to that compelled duel because there was one thing i forgot to mention and I'll, i'm not going to try to step on your your convincing yeah. but i, I want to just would do one more thing that i thought was really cool so she's francis is creating fear but then she can also compel somebody to duel her so she can oh, yeah. make them afraid of her and then force them to fight her, yeah. which is pretty. And I, like, and I, I will the... say, yeah. And I will say like, one of the things that I find that just to, this is a thing that's always, it's always fun to make these characters that have this huge set of skills, mm-hmm. but what can you, you can get in trouble is, is the fact that every one of those things that you want to do, like compelled, they all take an action. Yeah. And so your action economy over well, so the, the you're not going to be able to drop the all, fear, of it all at once. Uh, yeah. So she can do the fear on a wrathful smite, mm-hmm. and then as a bonus action, compel somebody to duel. So it actually doesn't, oh really okay so doesn't it does actually work, doesn't crush her action. She doesn't actually yeah. have a lot of uses for her bonus economy other right. than sort of poisoning or the compelling duel. So I, I, yeah. I think it works. Yeah. But you're right. You have to. You have to. The more things you do, the more you're either competing for your bonus action. I, I think with the thieves, and you and I talked about this in Assassin, is that you 
you can really get into trouble with your reactions and your bonus reactions with fees because you want to save them for yeah it's very easy to get yourself in a trap where you're you you decided to take it your bonus action to do an attack or do something you decided to use your bonus action to do something else and then all of a sudden you're stuck Mm -hmm. a little close and then like working out how you're going to get back to distance to be able to get all that stuff or you've used your and i forget the the you've you've used your reaction to reduce damage yeah and now you can't opportunity attack yeah or you've used your opportunity attack and now you can't reduce damage Right. So this just is a great point, Andy, to always be mechanically aware that you might be doing too much. Andy, I'm at a place where like I don't want to I don't want to choose between either one of these today. We could just do rollies. Yeah, let's do rollies. Let's do rollies. Who 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 wins? We at least previously we both rolled really really low, so it was like nobody felt like it was sort of yeah. Behind. It doesn't feel like it's um okay. okay. So uh, I'm I, you you have a good chance of beating me, but not a it's not, not a an amazing chance. Let's see if this. Oh, it was on a 16 and then it ticked over to an eight. 12. Oh, Francis. It's, it's okay. I think the creativity of Francis deserves to be rewarded. And as much I, as I spent I a good amount of time writing up my description, <laughs> I, was like, oh my, I, gotta I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. That's okay. I'm gonna get my vengeance on this uh, dad joke we have for the end. Okay. Let's close it out with a, an, 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 so, uh, uh, Ben and Connor. Connor, that's uh, here right. Here comes the final dad joke of the episode. Ben and Connor, uh, where did the headless horseman go to fix his broken pumpkin head? Wow, that's why you didn't do this one first. Yeah. <laughs> where did go? I don't know. Where did he go to fix his broken pumpkin head? They went to the pumpkin patch. <laughs> I think I wrote that one, Andy. <laughs> I remember, and I like, stole it. I, I didn't. I didn't want to say. And it was like I was like as I was creating some. I was like, I, I know this one. <laughs> I'm going to give it away. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good I like that one. Amazing uh, people. So, I, I guarantee you that we will. This episode will push us over ten thousand. Uh, I think we're right on the cusp when we're recording this, so we might not reach it before this one. But ten thousand downloads is a big deal for us. We couldn't have imagined nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. That's what yeah, that's it looked right. at us too. Exactly, and 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 the surprise of breaking uh, top forty for Apple yeah. Podcasts. Yeah, which, when not all of our not all of our downloads are po- Apple Podcasts, so it's like that's pretty cool. So thank you everybody for listening. Please that's please right. engage with us. Let us know like Restless Night did that you're enjoying the show, and and if you want us to do a call out, we'll happily do call outs for people yeah. if you reach out to us keep listening we enjoy talking to y'all and we certainly have a lot of fun doing the show yeah and like i said so you can find us on the twitters at the underscore dead vantage and you can find us on facebook at the dead vantage podcast we do our best to stay as engaged as we can in both those places so yeah and andy is get ready to to take a first pass at recording the donut uh, yeah yeah so i basically for those people who are interested in the time to time to save the donuts adventure i'm i'm waiting for some final art and i'm going to do a one final playthrough kind of at a higher level to see what last little adjustments need to be made in terms of like power levels and stuff but we are going to i think what we're going to do is i'm going to record and we'll see how the recording goes but hopefully we'll be able to share the recording of the episode. And then we might talk a little bit about just 
adventure design yeah. and like how you make Love adjustments it. on the fly and those sorts of things as another episode after that. Yeah, great. So, I think that's I'm I'm looking forward to it. Andy. And then it, and then for everyone who is interested, we're going to put it up. It will be on DMs Guild, and we'll probably also put it in some other places so people can yeah. download it and experience it themselves. Amazing. And we know had a lot of people pinging us. Yeah, both, a lot of people uh, have expressed some interest in it as an adventure about it. So, and on Facebook, actually, we got a little bit of yeah. love everywhere from it. So, pay attention. We still have to wrap through a few things as these things take sometimes longer than you expect, but we'll, we're going to try to get it out there. I can't wait to hear the recording and maybe get my hands on editing it. So, yep. we'll, we'll figure it out. Thank you very awesome. much. Uh, have a spooky and happy Halloween, everybody. That's right. Happy Halloween.